Let's fast forward from 1949 to 2023. It's Friday night. It's Jason Descent. It's all in. Welcome to my party. We're just getting started. A life is a dream or a nightmare starring. Hand me a drink because I think I'm going on. Street who can catch me when I'm falling? Cover up my scars, flip the handlebars, crashing in my car. Wake up in a bar, I'll be a superstar. Just on my avatar, this world is so bizarre. Empty out the reservoir. Yeah, I'm taking six shots, yeah, straight to the face. And I wanna get lost, I'm sick of this place. Don't know how to stop when I'm feeling this way. So I'm taking six shots till I'm feeling okay. I think I'm going crazy. Don't think so I'm taking six shots all straight to the face I'm taking six shots, are you coming with me? I'm taking six shots, yeah, straight to the face And I wanna get lost, I'm sick of this place Don't know how to stop when I'm feeling this way So I'm taking six shots till I'm feeling okay I think I'm going crazy Don't think I'll get on stage I'm taking six shots all straight to the face I'm taking six shots, are you coming with me? Sometimes you need to let loose, grab juice, get goose, tattoos, taboos, get screwed. Loosen up, buttercup, all those hate comments will never make you feel enough. We're all adequate graduates, hearts full of calluses, but we know calculus. Damn, ain't that fabulous, can't wait to apply all those mathematicus. But we can't get a job that pays us enough, I'm about to pop up. Fuck you, you're we all know that we never really want a boss So I'ma do what I want to Something I can't undo Yeah, I'ma do what I want to Something I can't undo I'm taking six shots, yeah, straight to the face And I wanna get lost, I'm sick of this place Don't know how to stop when I'm feeling this way So I'm taking six shots till I'm feeling okay I think I'm going crazy Don't think I'll get on safe So I'm taking six shots all straight to the face I'm taking six shots, are you coming with me? I'm taking six shots, yeah, straight to the face And I wanna get lost, I'm sick of this place Don't know how to stop when I'm feeling this way So I'm taking six shots till I'm feeling okay I think I'm going crazy Don't think I'll get on I'm taking six shots all straight to the face. I'm taking six shots. Are you coming with me? Well, hello. Hello, one and all. How are you? Guess what? It's just Johnny again. I know. That's bad. Why have I got a ripple? Do you see that ripple in the background? What's going on? So, right. First things first. Ben went to hospital last night because he had a sore gut. He, um, he spent most of the night there. He didn't really come to any kind of determination other than they thought it might be his appendix. My volume is quiet. 
Really? Wow. Um, yeah, it does look a bit quiet. What the hell's going on? I've been having all sorts of weird things happening today. PC's playing up. Give me a second, chaps. Hello. Is that any better? Is it changed at all or is it just the same? Just the same. Okay, let's um why would the why would the volume have changed? Okay, how's that? Is that any better? Anyway, as I was saying, Ben um Ben went to hospital last night, spent most of the night there, got sent home in the morning, told to come back. Uh, well, told to go to Hastings, which is 30 miles away or whatever. So told to go to Hastings for some sort of review at 9 o'clock. Turned up, sat there until half past 3 before he was seen. Um, and then told to come back in the morning at half past 8 for keyhole surgery to remove his appendix. So that's why Ben's not here, because he's writhing about in pain, I believe. Or he certainly can't sit on the chair and be his normally brilliant self um, while we mock him. So, hence the Last Supper, because you never know, you know, going to be a general in it. I'd, ben, if you're watching this, send me the passwords to Patreon. <laughs> I don't want to be locked out. <clears throat> So there, there you go. He tells me he'll be back on the chair on on Monday. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But, um, so, same question I gave you the last time, you guys. Do you want an old episode or do you want me to rub it on and try and get through the news? That's the question. Do you want me to rub it on or do you want to just sit back and listen to me and Ben talking about something that happened like a couple of months ago? Oh, Shalini says stay. Beginning to like you, Shalini. Beginning to like you. <laughs> You'd like to hear me go through the news, says Spencer. Rabbit on all you want, even though I'm falling asleep. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're not drunk last week, though, are you? You were drunk last week. Um, or was it the, the week before? I can't remember. Was Ben here last week? I can't, I, I can't even remember the last time I had a show with him. Good God. People are just leaving me, dumping me left, right, and center. It's bad. It's bad people. I don't know what's happening. I'm being um, I'm being left to it. Right. Let's um, let's start with the news, shall we? Cover. Pardon me. Let's um, let's start. Let's start with a submarine thing. Okay. So. <laughs> I, I can't get my head around this. I. That submarine was lost when they lost communication. That's what happened. Because it went down. It was down at a bloody good depth. They lost communication, and that's basically when it imploded. And that's what the US Navy is now telling us. 
right? So the question is, why the spin it on for four days, counting down the oxygen, when they knew there was nothing there? And what was all this nonsense about SOS banging and all this rubbish? Because it couldn't have been happening. So, and... And, 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 you know, the, the U.S. Navy goes, oh, well, it's a top-secret listening station. Well, it's not top-secret anymore, is it? <laughs> but anyway, it's never been top-secret, because if, if you read The Hunt for Red October, Tom Clancy used to spin out exactly where all the listening stations were. And, I mean, I mean you know, and through the break between Iceland and the U.K. and all, I mean, for God's sake, people. Right, so... They could have they could have said there and then, right? Yes, for the families, but how does it help the families, Shalini? How does it help? You know, there's not it's false hope, you know, because if you know the people are dead, because and and I listened to Bob Ballard last night, and Bob Ballard's not Tim Ballard's, don't get confused. So Bob Ballard is the guy that found the Titanic. He's the guy that worked with James Cameron and made the movies and all that. He's been down there. I think at least twelve times, um, and he's been and he's got ROVs and things. He's got an ROV that can go down there and pull that that submarine back up if it had been in one piece. Except his ship's in the Pacific just now, so he couldn't help. You know, he was too, just too far away. Um, but the um, but Bob Ballard was pointing out he he found he found a US he found a couple of US subs that had got themselves into difficulties and. And gone down too deep and imploded, right? Uh, and one was a USS Thresher, I think. And he said it was just shredded, shredded. Now, and you, you think about a submarine that's that's made of a, you know, stainless steel multiple pressure hull, right? But when you're down at that kind of depth, it's just boom, just boom, um, everything goes. And and I don't think you. I don't think people understand the amount of pressure that's down there because that's that's nearly five miles deep. It's crazy. You know, I've been I've been scuba diving. If you've been scuba diving or or even better, if you've been diving in a dry suit and going down to thirty or forty meters, right? When you come back up, your skin's all marked because as the folds in the suit have been pushed into your skin so much that you look like some kind of you know, you're like some kind of alien because you've got all these crisscross lines all over your body where the folds of the suit have been pressed into you. So that's at 40 metres. Now, these guys were down 3,000 3, metres, nearly 4,000 metres. That's just crazy. You know, there's there's no hope. And there was other guys that had been down in that submarine before and said, look, when you're, you're going down in it, um, there's a... You're, you're, you're signing, even on the first page, it mentions death three times, right? So, you know, it's risky. Going going down to that depth is risky. If anything goes wrong, it's almost certainly a death sentence. Almost certainly. Um, because there's no, there's, in these kind of tiny submarines, there's no margin for error. You know, there's no, there's no extra room or anything. So, boom. Saving grace, it would have been instantaneous. Bob Ballard said it would have been quicker than shooting yourself in the head. It would have been that quick. It's just boom, gone. Um, so that's a that's a good thing for the family. I don't think the four day spin out thing though was was helping them unless they knew, unless they were told about it. 
and they just did it to try and you know break the rest of us in gently. But it does explain why the U.S. Navy's Cov Twenty One was never deployed. That was always on standby. Standby. So that's a deep sea rescue vehicle. Um, it, it, it also explains why the U the UK one and the Magellan and all that were left in the UK and not asked to come in, and and the French one wasn't asked to come in. Although Macron decided he was going to send it anyway. So it kind of explains that they they, they all knew. The Coast Guard and the Navy knew. So there's no doubt in my mind that they knew and they were just, you know, going through the motions. Which is quite, um, in some respects, it's quite, you know, why why, why do that? Why not just be up front? But as, um, was it Andrew that said maybe they were just trying to keep Biden, you know, Hunter Biden's stuff off the paper? But, you know, Hunter Biden's bomb-proof. You know, nobody's... He's bomb-proof, isn't he? I mean, he goes up with, with a felony. That, I mean, that, um, that, that, uh, the, uh, the, the firearm application thing's a felony, right? Got to be, got to be a felony. Gets off with it. Not even, not even mentioned, basically. And um, the two tax things, misdemeanors, yeah, gets off with them. I mean, two-thirds of the people that have tax problems in the state go to jail. Not, not Hunter, though. He's one of the lucky ones. One of the third. Just a minor thing. It's all right. And, you know, a five million pound bribe from a foreign oil company, Burisma. Oh, oh, oh. it's nothing. And your dad got it as well. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. What's five million between friends? Yeah, one can hope karma will get them. One can hope. Yes, uh, right. Gallows humour. Um... Yeah, but there's been a lot of that going about, it's, and it's uh, the left really are a nasty bunch these days. I don't understand it. I mean, because they're they're mocking us and and then saying that you know we we don't care about migrants that are dying in the in the Greek islands and things like that. But both groups knew the risks before they got on the ship, and neither groups were forced to. Because as far as I'm aware, Egypt's not at war with anyone. Tunisia's not at war with anyone. Libya's not at war with any of them. So, you know, these people are leaving these countries and, you know, they're, they're seeking to go to Europe. They're not leaving a war zone. So don't, don't let that fool you. And th these people are economic migrants, so they're choosing to do what they're doing. And, and in most cases, they're paying handsomely for it. You know, they're paying... Two, three thousand, four thousand, ten thousand dollars by the time you get to the channel. So these guys aren't short of a bob or two. They're coming here with purpose. And I don't mean a dolphin, you know. So, um, yeah. But I think it was a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit rough mocking it. And then the whole, oh my God, the conspiracy theories are starting already, you know. It's all a, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> It was a hat to take out that guy, Dawood, who was going to burst something. You know, he was a WEF member and he was going to burst some information that was going to bring down... Well, no, he wasn't. He probably wasn't, right? So anyway, he's there and um, apparently he's going to burst things. So they decide to coax him into taking a trip on a 
dodgy private submarine to go and view the Titanic. <laughs> and while it's down there, somehow they'll they'll manage an implosion <laughs> which will kill the entire crew, uh, wipe out him and his this his nineteen year old son as well, right? Um, but why would you do that? Why why would you do that? So if you're running an assassination squad and and someone comes to you and goes, well, we could do this, or we could get a guy to push him down the stairs and or in front of a tube train, right? And you're looking at this, and then you're looking at that, and you go, well, the budget, the budget says we'll just push him in front of a tube train, <laughs> or, or he maybe he maybe he maybe falls underwater when he's in his hot tub and doesn't get back up, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you keep it simple. This is just crazy. I mean, what kind of a this is like a William, a William. It's like a William Coyote scheme, isn't it? To get the roadrunner. You make it as complicated as you possibly can in order to kill one guy and take out a bunch of others at the same time. You know, when you don't really need to. But let's just make it as complicated and as expensive as we possibly can to get this guy dead. No, that's not how life works. <laughs> It's not even how security services work. And someone said, well, there wouldn't be any witnesses. Well, okay. <laughs> if someone falls against somebody, falls in front of a tube train, what's, what's the problem? You know, oh, I'm terribly sorry I bumped into him. You know, and he's one of your guys, so you hide him and all that. Yeah, the whole thing's just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, Roadrunner was annoying. I, I never liked Roadrunner. I always wanted Willie E. Coyote to win, but um, never did. Never did, did he? Right, so um, let's move on. Move on, shall we? Hey, <laughs> Rashid said it. And Jeremy Hunt, Hunt yeah, have come up with a plan. It's part of his uh, part of his war on interest rates and inflation and all this, and them um, keeping you in your house. He's come up with a plan, and the plan is that they won't be able to sell your house out from under you if you fail to make the mortgage payments because the interest rates hiked so much that you can keep it for an extra twelve months before they can sell it out from under you. Who's this going to help anyone? Because you know, just because you can't have your house repossessed, they're not letting you off with the money. They're not letting you off with the bill. Because they'll still come back at you and say, yeah, okay, well, you didn't pay for five months that year, so we'll just add that onto your mortgage. And then you'll pay more interest on that. Because remember, we lent you this money. So we're, we're charging interest on the money that we gave you. But that money never existed, never existed. So they're charging you money on money that they didn't have, that they didn't give to you, and you didn't use to buy your house. The whole thing's a massive Ponzi scheme. And the only person losing in it is you, because everybody else wins. Fractional Reserve Banking's just a joke. I don't understand how people get away with it. And then they worry about inflation. Well, yeah. 
If you keep jacking up the interest rate, that's that's gonna cause inflation. I mean, look at the interest rate and in, um, what's that, Argentina just now? It was like 30, 35 percent or something like that. No inflation's running at like ninety nine percent. So I mean, Argentina's like it's like nineteen thirty Germany. You'll be taking wheelbarrows to go and buy you know a loaf of bread because you'll need that much cash. And you're only allowed, in Argentina, you're only allowed, I think you're only allowed 200 US dollars a month. Because if you, if you had more than 200 US dollars, people would just start using US dollars for everything. So, Argentina's just a failed state. It really is, it's gone. Um, and and we're, we're not going to be far behind if we don't buck up. And the thing is, the thing that gets me is, when carting and Trust that their budget, they were cutting costs and giving you a budget that was going to promote growth from small business and regular business. But Tunic's budget didn't do anything. All it did was ramp the prices up on everybody across the board. Everything costs more. Energy costs more. Everything. So all the prices go up. I mean, because if you don't pay the prices up, how are you going to pay for things? So all the prices go up. All the food prices go up. People need more money. Everybody goes on strike because they want more money because they think they deserve more money. So the wages go up. Inflation goes up. House prices goes up. Mortgages go up. Inflation goes up. It's, it's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So what you want to do is you want to encourage some kind of growth. And it's like Ben, and, and I, I mean, I, I agree with it. Cut that. Cut that. You know, give them a budget that's not taking the money off them. And then if you cut that, the money goes to the people that are making the products. So it's going into production. It's going into the economy. It's not coming back out of it. Because that's just a theft from the government. It doesn't go back into the economy. It just goes back into the government. You, you should get rid of that completely. You're right, Spencer. That That's just, I mean... None of the, the wealthiest countries in the world do not tax their populations at all. They don't charge tax. They don't income tax you. So what are we doing wrong? Because we're not one of the wealthiest countries in the world, obviously, because we do tax our population. Government do steal too much of our money as it is. And then this, the whole NHS, the, the free NHS. The NHS isn't free. You pay through the nose for it, right? You just pay at, at the source, not at the point of sale. You, it's free at the point of you know, delivery. But it's not free. You're paying for it every day. You, I mean, you go through, say you, you go, say you go 50 or 60 years and you're never ill. You've paid for the NHS every day that you've worked. Every day you've worked, you've paid for the NHS. You've never used it. Now, if you were paying an insurance scheme, your insurance premiums would be generally lower. Okay, they might go up as you get older. But if you've never used that insurance, your premiums would come down, wouldn't they? Like a no-claims discount. That doesn't happen with the NHS. You don't get a no-claims discount. And if, by the same token, if you overuse it, if you abuse it, you don't get... You know, you don't get penalties. You don't have to pay more. So it's a, it's a field system as well. It doesn't work. And I'm not suggesting that a private system's perfect. 
But the system we've got doesn't bloody work, especially with the amount of mismanagement that's in it. It's completely mismanaged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you're right all about oh, petrol's just ridiculous, yeah. I mean, you're paying fuel duty, you're paying VAT, you're paying... You're just paying across the board. And the thing is, the actual people that produce the petrol and the petrol station that sells the petrol, they make next to nothing on it. I don't even know how they can manage to give you 5p off a litre when you buy 20 quid's worth of uh, messages. You know. Anyway... Everything is a con. Uh, right, moving on. <laughs> okay, what about the match of the century? What's all this? Why? Why did Elon Musk suddenly challenge Zuckerberg to a cage fight? <laughs> Have you seen this data, Elon Musk? He needs to do a bit of work before he starts thinking about cage fighting. You know? <laughs> and I know Zuckerberg's a bit of an automaton, but he looks quite lean, so I'd be careful. I'd be careful, but yeah, this is the talk of the steamy. Musk and Zuckerberg to do a, a cage fight. Apparently they're both up for it. So they're both up for it. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, it, it's got to be it's gotta be worth a laugh. <laughs> Reese Mogg versus Pelosi, that's not a fair fight. Reese Mogg's only 50-something. Pelosi's like 80-something and she's a woman. Yeah. <clears throat> so, maybe we could get Joe Rogan to um, referee our commentary on it. Oh! <laughs> and Zuckerberg! It's like, it'll be like two cyborgs fighting, won't it? Yeah, because Musk isn't the most... He's not the most eloquent of guys either. Zuckerberg is definitely an automaton. He's, he's dead. There's something wrong with him. Something far wrong with him. But, um, yeah, yeah, so that would be quite fun. <laughs> you want, do you want Reese Mark and Paul Pelosi stripped to the waist? Or just do you want them to fight naked? A la, <laughs> a la that movie with Alan Bates and Oliver Reed. <laughs> dear, oh dear. We just don't need that. No, we don't need that. <laughs> Moving on from the cage fight, who's the other guy that's fighting just now? This little clown, this Jack Russell guy, um, this Peter Hotez. What is going on with this? Because it's an awful lot of people coming out saying things like, no, no, we can't have science being debated. You know, we can't have debates in science. We can't have uh, scientists speaking to speaking to the common man, you just need to accept that scientists are right and you do as you're told, you know your place in life, you know. Science is the science is correct and, and you can't question it because you don't know enough to question it. So don't question it, just get on with it. Now, and, and that's not how science works. That's, and he knows that. In fact, he came out with, in 2020, he was making... Speeches at universities saying that we need to communicate better with people so they understand science. <laughs> now he's completely changed his mind. Man, I can't possibly talk about science with a non-scientist. They couldn't even understand what I'm saying. You Jack Russell vermin catching little creep. He really is a horrible, horrible man. There's just something about him that makes my skin crawl. 
He's oh, I just I I do not like him at all. Oh, oh, right. Uh, yeah, I hope Ben's okay as well because I, <clears throat> you know what, people. And this might sound like a conspiracy theory, but I'm going to have to get it off my chest. So we had a meeting yesterday, Ben and I, and the morning. We have a meeting every morning, but we had a meeting yesterday morning, and we said, you know, we're going to have to knuckle down a bit because we need to improve our marketing. We need to get we need to get more subs and things like that. So if you're if you're not subbing or subscribing or commenting, please do that because it helps the algorithm and it helps us to generate an audience. And what we need is we need to build an audience so we can get some money, you know? We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. But we do. I mean, we, we, we like doing this. We want to keep doing it. But to keep doing it, we've got to make money. I'm not begging you. I'm just saying, you know, if you like it, help us out one way or the other. Comments always help as well. So don't be shy about commenting on the, on the, um, on the feed. Let us know what you think. Um, and, we, and we do read them all. So anyway, as I said, we're having this meeting and we're talking about marketing and all that and we're talking about the other channel and, you know, where, what we need to be getting done. And 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 I did mention that he really needs to, to bring his A-game back because he's slackened, he's, he's slackened off a little bit. And, um, and then the next thing I know, he's in fucking hospital and he's not coming on the show. <laughs> He's not doing his guest on Saturday. And it, 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 I'm kind of thinking, yeah, little shit, a little shit. It's a conspiracy. So, is he really getting his appendix out, or is he just sitting at home eating chocolate, going, ha, 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 ha. "I'll teach that old bugger. I'll teach him." Yeah, because I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him. Shalini, you bring up a good point. You bring up a good, good point. Because Adam could, could well be part of the show. But where is Adam? <laughs> where is Adam? <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. No, I, I kind of just get, I just get left in the lodge and left to pick up the pieces and left to cut to, to crack on with it. And and you know I feel bad for you guys because you got to sit and listen to me talking shite when you could at least get a break from it. Because I mean Ben Ben for all his faults, he's, he's kind of sensible. Um, and and I mean I, I don't. He's a bit slow, but at least you can understand him. I suppose you know. Who, Adam? Onto Discord, all right. I haven't been on Discord for ages. I haven't been on Discord for ages. I, I, I find these things quite tiresome. I, I, I just end up back on Twitter again, you know. I, I just, I seem to do everything on Twitter. Right, um, yeah, right, where were we? Well, I think we've, have we dealt with Jack Russell of Science, that horrible little man. Yeah, there's not a lot to say about my. I just I, the whole thing's a bit set up. Um, I don't, I don't like it at all. Um, it's part of this. It seems to be part of this, you know. Don't question science thing, and then you get clowns like Whitey. He's doing it as well now. He said, "Can't have you questioning science." 
But why not? Because the science is invariably wrong many, many times. So science by its very nature needs to be questioned. So yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not happy about the I'm not happy about what he's saying things like that. That that he's sorted. What's going on? Why have I got this kind of ripple thing going on in the background? Is it because I changed the colour of my lights? I don't know if I like that. Is that stop? No, is that... It's still there, isn't it? It's still there, but it's not as noticeable because the lights are purple instead of orange. Oh, I don't understand that. That was just something else. I mean, why would the, why would, why would there be, why would there be a ripple? The LED lights, they're not, not meant to be flickering. And there's no tubes or anything on. Anyway, that's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Frame rate? Uh, frame rate. The frame rate is the frame rate is twenty five frames per second, which is what it should be if you want to be cinematic. But um, maybe maybe changing the frame maybe changing the frame rate might be a, a good shout. That's a good shout. I'll, that's not something I can do right now. But thanks, DW. I'll try that. I'll maybe try running at thirty and seeing if that makes a difference. Because um, maybe again. LED lights shouldn't flicker, but I'll try changing the frame rate and seeing how it goes. Right. They are cheap LEDs, I'll give you that. Everything in here is cheap. I don't know what's going on with my... Um... Oh, it improves once they're binned, does it? Oh, okay, let's, um, let's bin the Twitter stream then. Sorry, Twitter. Um, that's you had your half hour. So... Come along to YouTube. Come to YouTube. We don't bite. We don't bite. We'd love to see you there. And Twitter don't pay us, so please come to YouTube and watch us there. Bye bye. There you go. Right. Uh, that's uh, that's Twitter. That's Twitter off. Bye Twitter. I don't know if it changed at all. If I, let's turn Twitch off as well. See if that makes a difference. Right. So we're just on Rumble and YouTube now. Anyway, right. Let's get back into um, let's get back into the the news of the day. Um, oh, let's go to Ireland. So um, and then let's go to the land. Did you like the the intro? No. <laughs> From nineteen forty nine, the county of Ayr, um, my hometown. So there you go. I dug that up. That was quite interesting. I thought. Camera settings, I think the camera's on 60, but I'll check it. I'll check that again, Spencer. But it's yeah, uh, the, yeah, the, I'm pretty sure the camera is on 60, but I will check. Uh, right, anyway, um, Irish MP, there's an Irish Green MP who refuses to fly. <laughs> now, he went from uh, he went from Dublin, yeah, Dublin to. Aberdeenshire to look at something that Scottish people had done. I don't know 
made whiskey or something. Anyway, but he was, he was going to there and he refuses to fly. So the flight there, you could have picked up a cheap flight for about 70 or 80 quid, right? If you'd booked in advance. Even if you'd booked on the day, the flight would have cost you 200 quid, right? But now, now he went, he went by train and ferry and his, his total bill for a one-way trip was 475 quid. <laughs> So, so to make a point by not flying, he more than doubled the price of an on-the-day ticket and the airplane. <laughs> but he is Irish, <laughs> so and green, green Irishman. So there you go. So that's just um, that's just the the absurdity of it, isn't it? Anyway, what um, there's a big. What's what's going on in Ireland anyway? Stormont seems to be gone on strike, haven't they? They haven't done anything. Um, but I don't really know an awful lot about it. But apparently, them they've been they've been kind of they've not been in session for God knows how long. And people are are people going to twig, right? That really they don't need them. <laughs> And then they could turn around and go, well, hold on, actually. They've been on strike for that long, and yet everything keeps running. Why do we even have these people? <clears throat> so why do they even have them? So let's just get rid of them. Yeah? Why not? Careful. Careful what you're doing, people. Get rid of them. Right, um... The Advertising Standards Authority. Um, the Advertising Standards Authority pulled up a company that were advertising uh um let me see if i can um let me see if i can see who it was they they had a model right who was a size eight and was wearing a leather jacket right so and the advertising standards authority pulled her up um because they weren't happy with her because they said she was unhealthily skinny yeah, so um, Warehouse Ad showed unhealthily thin model the Advertising Standards Authority finds. Manchester-based fashion retailer says its model fell within the NHS standard of a healthy weight. So, women within the NHS criteria for a healthy weight range is deemed too unhealthy to be uh, unhealthily thin to be in an advert. Sounds like uh, the Advertising Standards Authority needs to have a good look at itself. Yeah, do have a pick, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's not fat. Uh, I wouldn't say she's unhealthily thin, though. She's got skinny legs. But um, let me see if I can... Let me see if I can pull her in somehow. Uh... Uh, bear with me, bear with me. There she is. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Is she unhealthily thin? I don't know. 
I don't think so. I mean, she's she's one of those birds that's got skinny legs, but she doesn't. Other than that, she doesn't look. Um, she doesn't look that thin. You know, I mean, she's thin, but she's not. She's not unhealthily thin. I would say. I don't know what you guys think, but you know, I'm I'm a I'm a bit chubby, or yeah. Right, so, yeah, she's fine. I thought so too. So there you go, yeah. So that's the Advertising Standards Authority imposing its um, imposing its thoughts on what people are using for th for skinny models. I'm surprised they let her... I'm surprised they didn't mention that she wasn't diverse enough. <laughs> if she'd been a different colour, it might have been different. She might have been all right. Uh, okay, lightning has been setting fire to wind turbines in Germany. <laughs> so wind turbines have been hit by lightning and catching fire. And the bun, once they catch fire, they burn quite well because basically they're made of plastic and um, and full of oil. You know, well, <laughs> that's what's, what's just up. I'm going to do. What are you going to power your wind turbine with? Because the gearbox has got like eighty gallons of oil in it. Uh, it needs to change every nine months. So, uh, so what? What? Uh, what would you do there? But anyway, yeah. When they get out by lightning, they tend to burn quite well. So there you go. So um, there's been a few fires in Germany. Now the other thing, talking of fires, is they they appear to be burning down five G towers in Ireland. What's all that about? And why are they doing that? So you guys, I mean, I don't know if any of you guys subscribe to the conspiracy theories about uh, frequency and 5G and all that, but you've got you got to think, you got to remember right, when, you, when you're talking about frequency 5G is like so many gigahertz, you know, let's say it's like let's say it's 4000 gigahertz or something like that but when you step out the door and the sun hits you, the sun's the sun's frequency and rays are in the terahertz ranges they're massively much more powerful than you would get from any kind of Wi-Fi. So, why would you worry about Wi-Fi when the sun is belting you with that as soon as you step out the door? Huh? I mean, it's a question of it's like it's like um, if you're if you're trying to heat up a warehouse with a one-bar wire, right? And and the guy at the other end's got one of those big industrial gas blowers, you know. What one's going to work? And what one's going to do the most damage if you stand in front of it? You're not going to go and stand in front of the gas blower, are you? You're going to go and huddle around the one bar fire. So, but uh, people are just burning down the 5G towers and all that's going to do is wreck your phone signals. <laughs> And it's not like, I mean, the 5G towers aren't right at your head, you know. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many people actually use a phone as a phone these days. How many times do you actually make phone calls? I'm lucky if I speak on the phone once or twice a day. And when I do, it's normally on speaker and I hold it out here, so it's not even near me. You know, so, I don't know. Don't know. Uh, so there you go. There you go. I, I think... I think the whole thing's a bit of a... It's a bit hyped up. I mean, I did a big... 
I was I was actually responsible for putting Wi-Fi <laughs> into into the schools in South Ayrshire. <laughs> that was my job. I was in charge of the education IT, and I I put Wi-Fi into all the schools and all the primary schools and all the secondary schools in South Ayrshire. Um, and we did we did the research. We did our due diligence, you know. There was nothing, there's no, nothing anywhere to indicate that Wi-Fi causes problems with kids or people generally. Um, so I think uh, I think it's one of these things that if you get a bee in your bonnet about it, then if that's what you want to do, fine, stay away from it. But don't go and burn down 5G towers. That's just crazy. What's the point? I think what I do. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> But they're all devices you could pick on rather than 5G. I prefer cabled as well. Um, and that's why I run all my computers through the cables rather than through Wi-Fi. I don't know what's going on with my PC, right? I mean, I am an IT guy. And normally I've got everything running fine, but my PC, the Bluetooth connection for the mouse... And the keyboard is really ripping my netting because it's becoming very sporadic. I can't understand why. There's no particular reason why it, why it should be. It's really annoying me. But it's Windows 10, so maybe that, because maybe time to rip it off and put it on fresh. Ah. <sighs> Well, I see Windows 10 does it, it, it just clogs up doesn't it you know after so many years or whatever you're sometimes better just wiping the whole thing put all your data on a couple of drives or whatever and then just boom um, put a wipe it and start from start from scratch you know and, and if you're if you're smart about it you don't even need to pay for it need to pay for it <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> Mr. Blinken went to China last week. So remember, um, remember he went to see Xi Jinping. Now, did you know the day after that, the day after that Blinken had been to China to see Xi Jinping, he finalised a deal <laughs> for his training camp in in Cuba. <laughs> He'll put up to a thousand Chinese troops. Or is it ten thousand Chinese troops or whatever? So he's gonna he's gonna have a stack of Chinese troops in Cuba. That's tremendous, isn't it? That's like here you go, Blinken, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, we're really scared of you, you know? This is back to we're back to nineteen sixty-two. It's like the Cuban Missile Crisis. And let's let's talk. Let's talk about the nuclear power plant and Zelensky. So Zelensky makes a statement that goes on about the nuclear power plant and how he thinks that Russia is going to blow it up and that everybody needs to be aware. And it's like, isn't this almost exactly what he did before he blew up the dam? Right? It's like, you know, everybody needs to be aware that the nuclear power plant could be blown up by Putin at any point. They've they've got the nuclear power plant. They occupy the nuclear power plant. They use the nuclear power plant to power uh, Crimea. 
and it's the biggest nuclear power plant in Europe, but um, they're going to blow up. Why, why would they blow it up? <laughs> it gives them no advantage. They've already got it. Why would they want to blow it up? <laughs> it's just, it's like, keep it simple. The only person that benefits from blowing up the nuclear power plant is, is Mr. Zelensky, not Putin. Putin! But it's, all, it's uh, will be Putin's fault. will be Putin's fault. Bad man, Putin. Bad man. Right. Um, the man arrested for, do you remember the Nicola, Nicola Bully um, TikTok video that he took the, he was inside the police cordon while she was getting dragged out of the water, I think, and um, he took some video and posted it on TikTok and got arrested for it. So I think he's been arrested again for stalking. No. I don't think he's stalking Nicola Bully because as far as I'm aware she's still dead. But so I think he's um I think he's obviously stalking what he thinks are either witnesses or or maybe even guilty parties in in the village. Um and he's been in breach of his bail conditions and things. So that's something to bear in mind. So we'll keep our eye on that one. Interesting. Oh, yes, um, the dog's getting thinner again, Shalini. Um, that's good, because I told the wife to cut down the food that she was giving her. She was giving her, she was giving her food and mackerel. She was getting a mackerel and food. So I said, one or the other. She gets one or the other. She likes mackerel or, or a sardine. It's a whole sardine. We'll sit down. Oh. Right. <clears throat> Where are we? Where are we? <laughs> so, allegedly, um, speaking about Ukraine, speaking about Ukraine, allegedly, um, a US defense official has contacted CNN and told them. Uh, this sounds like a report card, doesn't it? It's the kind of report card you get at school. Um, we we have to say that Ukraine is not meeting expectations in any form as regards um, it's either defence or offensive uh, when it comes to the military in, in Ukraine. So there you go. Um, so there you go. Yeah, I think Ben's getting his appendix out tomorrow, so probably has to be keyhole surgery. I don't know how big the keyholes are going to have to be, though, to get that appendix out. But we'll see. <laughs> anyway, that's why it's called The Last Supper, um, because he's not allowed to eat. <laughs> but, but we can. We can eat and drink. <laughs> yeah, they're going in through his keyhole, apparently. That's why he'll be, he'll be in and out the same day. Or, or at worst, one night over and then out. No, they don't want to keep you these days, do they? And he did say that. I, I did say, are you sure that it's, it's your? I was trying to get him to do the old, you know, the old rebound test. If you've got, if you think you've got appendicitis, you know how to to check. So you stick, you 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 stick your fingers. You push your fingers in where the pain is, right? And if you take your hand away quickly, just take it off quickly. 
and that hurts worse than pushing it in, then that's a good sign that it's appendicitis. It's called rebound tenderness. Now, I'm not a doctor, and this is not medical advice, but it's probably a quick test that you could do if you thought you were worried and you might have appendicitis. You know how sometimes you get a pain in your gut? You just push it in, and then, whoop, as, as you let it out, if that hurts, and you'll know it hurts because it'll hurt like hell, if that happens, then there's a good chance it's appendicitis. And you should see a doctor at that point, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so... That's um that's what's happening. Yeah, I was trying to get him to do that last night, but he wasn't having it. He just says, oh, so hot, so hot. He's such a ponce. He really is. <laughs> he's probably he's what he's probably done is taken too much opiates and clogged up his digestive system. So it's ground to a halt and he's probably got an impacted bowel or something. And see, this is a thing I don't like about surgeons because Surgeons, by their very nature, just like to they like to get right in there and cut things out, whether they need to or not. I'd rather they they had a bit of an you know <laughs> feel around's not quite the right word, but you know what I mean. I'd rather they kind of step back a little bit just to just to make sure that it is something that needs to be removed. Because one of the girls that used to work for us had a gallbladder removed, and it turned out. She didn't need her gallbladder removed. There's nothing wrong with her gallbladder. Now she doesn't have a gallbladder. Um, and it made no difference to the pain that she was getting. So it wasn't her gallbladder. And that's the kind of thing that's like hitting a mess. And you don't really want people playing operation on your body, you know, when they don't have a clue what they're actually doing. Should we send a card now? We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Send him flowers if he dies, but <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I should have asked for his wife's number. I hope his wife's... I'll, I'll, I'll ping him and say, has your wife got my number so she can let me know if you don't make it? Because um, <laughs> obviously I don't want to be turning up on Monday and going, where the hell is he? <laughs> and then you guys go, oh, you held <laughs> Don't worry, people. I'll probably go first. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Oh, Shalini's had it through her keyhole. Don't know about that. <laughs> you should do that anyway, as a prank. <laughs> In fact, you guys... <laughs> She just said, she just said that deepest, with deepest sympathy cards to the house, and they shouldn't be. <laughs> so we can't, we can't do it, we can't do that. For God's sake, man, get a grip, get a grip. This is someone's life you're dealing with. <laughs> right, okay, uh, sorry. There's always a risk, though, with a general anaesthetic. They do tell you that. There's always a risk with a general anaesthetic. They told me that when they burnt the sea in my chest. <laughs> so I, I, I was in the hospital with a, a regular heartbeat, and they said they were going to give me a shock to try and fix it. 
and um, and the shock, unfortunately, was not saying that your bill is. <laughs> so they actually put me under and then zapped me. And all they succeeded in doing was burning a C into my chest. And I thought, well, that's appropriate, isn't it? Yeah. So I wasn't best pleased. Because it fucking hurt. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. We'll remember that. <laughs> right. Oh, two hours in the space of forty-four. Two ops in the space of forty hours. That's not good at all. Did they f mess up the first one or whatever? Silly. That's shocking. Imagine doing that. <laughs> what do you think my superhero name is? <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> I think that could be that could be the only thing. Oh right, okay. Well obviously you pulled through, so that was good. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Right, anyway, uh, right, um, yeah, so where was I? Uh, oh yeah, Ukraine's report card, Ukraine not meeting it. I think we're getting pretty close to the end now, guys, because um, of the the reports I'm getting, certainly from uh, from Ukraine and from the uh, intelligence analysts that I follow on YouTube and Twitter and things like that, are that there's not a lot left, not a lot left, Um Still talking it up in the West, but everything they seem to be throwing in there just seems to be burning. Um, Leopard tanks burn, Bradley's burn, um, storm chasers get shot down, or whatever they're called, storm bringers. I, I can't remember what's that, what's that myself? Storm shadows, yeah. Storm bringer would have been better, wouldn't it? That was old. Uh, what's his name? Michael Murcock used to have the Elric of Malibony with a big storm bringer. That was his sword, the one that would steal your soul. Yeah, I used to I used to like that kind of fantasy stuff. It was quite good. Count Brass and all that. Running about the Camargue. Been down there as well. But anyway, uh, right, so... <laughs> um, where are we now? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering. I'm, I'm just having a conversation with you guys. I'm just kind of wandering off onto, onto you know... Probably things you've never you probably never even heard of Michael Moorcock, but he was quite a big um quite a big writer in my day. I mean I don't know if any of you guys have ever do you guys ever read um do you ever read anymore? Does anyone read anymore? Do you read books? I find I don't really have the time to read books. I do like reading books. I started reading uh Michael Moore's book. Um I found it and in the new premises, they they'd left some stuff, and I was looking, and there was this book. There's there's one by George Galloway as well on Fidel Castro. I might have a go at that. Uh, yeah, Chronicles of the Black Sword and all that. Yeah, I. But you you're right, Spencer. Actually, what I've done is I I, I said I had a word with myself the other day. Oh, pardon me. I had a word with myself the other day, and I said, what I said was John. <laughs> You're going to have to write this book, right? So I, I've decided that I'm going to write the book over the winter because I think I'll have more time then, right? So I'm going to write the book over the winter and I would 
I'm going to target having it ready for, say, the beginning of March. How does that sound? You know, so that means during those cold winter months, I can be snuggled in with my hot chocolate, dictating my book. Because you can dictate on Google, and it's pretty good. So you actually don't even need to type it anymore. You can just, you know, chat it out. But yeah, and you got to go back and fix it and all that, you know, because there's always a bit of, and you re reword things and stuff. But yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking March. Does that sound reasonable for a book? And then I'll, I'll put it on Amazon and you can buy it. You're not getting it for nothing. <laughs> Nappy in the magical motorhome, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, oh, and, and there's news on the van. So the van should apparently be ready for its MOT next week. So we may be getting the van back. That would be about time. That's been about eight months. Right. Uh, Von der Leydown. Ursula Von der Leydown has said, in retrospect, when saying that we're going to apply, you know, the EU, we're going to apply more sanctions against... Um, she said, in retrospect, it's difficult to see how we can apply anymore. <laughs> so... <laughs> so they've applied that many restrictions, they can't figure out how to apply any more, right? And yet the, the uh, sections don't appear to be making that much of a difference. So what the hell is going on? Well, who, who are these sanctions hurting? Because I'm still of the opinion these sanctions are hurting us. They're hurting Europe, and particularly Germany, um, which is... Remember, Germany's 32% of the gross domestic product of Europe. 32%. They, they account for a third of everything that comes out of Europe. So if it's hurting Germany, it's hurting Europe. And, and it's, hurting, it's certainly hurting us. Uh, and they're probably hurting the States as well. So, Although the, the States exist in this, this kind of this bubble where they don't understand that the world is actually falling out with them. And they're really kind of losing, they're kind of losing their hegemony. Oh God, I've forgotten how to say it again. It's the hegemony with their, um, their dollar because nobody needs it anymore. Nobody needs it. And I, I've always, Andrew, and I'll give Andrew fair kudos today. He came up with a video that explains the, um, the why people, you know, need, the, are needed the US dollar and, how it affected their economies and how it affected the US economy. I've always, I've always made it very simple in that if um, oil's not traded in dollars, you don't need to trade in you don't need to trade with America because you then don't need dollars to buy oil. So that, that's why oil's always been traded in dollars because if you don't trade oil in dollars, you don't need to trade with America. And if you don't trade oil in dollars, America comes in and installs freedom, i.e., Libya, Iraq. You know, and and so on, but now we're getting to the point that even Saudi Arabia is talking about not trading oil in dollars. So America's gonna be struggling. Mm -hmm. Right, <clears throat> where are we? Where are we? Uh, the nanny state. Don't. <laughs> I don't quite get this one. Some minister was on talking about 
um, having to take measures to protect people from extreme heat. And, oh, what kind of measures? And this is in the UK. What kind of measures are they going to take to protect people from extreme heat? Are they going to issue us all air conditioners or, or what? I mean, how how does that work? How are you going to how are you going to protect people from extreme heat? And then where is this extreme heat? Because yeah, it's been pleasantly warm. Let's face it, you've not had to turn the heating on recently, right? And it's maybe even been a bit stuffy of an evening occasionally. But it's um, it's not extreme heat. I mean, if you've been to, like, Death Valley, that's extreme heat. That's, like, 50 degrees centigrade. You step out of the car and you think, holy shit, I've stepped into an oven. And you jump back in the car and turn the air conditioner back on, despite all the signs that say, think of your car, leave your air conditioner off. <laughs> Sod that. What's the point in having a car with an air conditioner if you can't use it when it's hot? <laughs> I don't care about the car. <laughs> it's best because it's high up, but yeah. <laughs> I, I kept the air conditioner on, I can assure you. 50 degrees centigrade is not to be laughed at. That's very, very hot. Also, France have been turned down, have they? That's a, and I didn't pick that one up, Andrew. That's good. Um, so, yeah, because Macron wanted to go, didn't he? And... Um, Ranthropan Ran, had to go and ask Xi if he could if he could come or not. So obviously Xi said, "Oh no, 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 France, no France, not yet." But yeah, France, France is really wanting to be there. They're, they're kind of wanting to be the they kind of want to be the the leaders of Europe, or I don't think they want to be the leaders of Europe. I think they want to be out of Europe because I think Frexit. I think they could be next. I thought initially it might have been the Italians, but I'm putting my money on, Fre on the French. I think the French might be next out of Europe. Um, and certainly they'd, they'd probably be first out of, first out of NATO as well, because the French have no great love for NATO. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that would be good. We'll see what happens here. Uh, right, now here's a weird one. So, you turn up at a... There's a party... Okay, so no arrests have been made, and this is in the Daily Mail, right? So it's a UK one. So four kids, and I'm reading, I'm reading four kids aged between five and ten, taken into care after being found at a drag party with a dead trans woman's body on the floor and drugs and sex toys scattered throughout the home. Fire officials found four children jammed together in a cramped room, surrounded by filth and a stench permeating the air. The children were reportedly being hid in a back room by a man dressed in women's clothing who were uncooperative and denied having children inside. A transgender black woman was pronounced dead at the scene, according to a police report. This is one squalid screwed up party yeah this this doesn't sound good at all so where was this right hold on was this in America was this in it's hard it's, it's hard to tell it says Boston right oh, as it's in America this was in Boston 
initially you see you got to be careful because there's a Boston in, in the north, in the north uh, east, isn't there? There's a Boston near Sunderland and all that. But yeah, yeah. So um, that that that's been one hell of a party. That's not the kind of party that you really want to take your kids to. I have no idea what's going on there. That's just um, it's just horrible, 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 horrible people, and horrible things have happened. Absolutely horrible. Right. <laughs> Speaking of horrible things, um, Obama's coming back to the fore. What's he doing? Right. So Obama is a. It, it kind of seems to be taking over from Gates, doesn't he? He's kind of trying to, and not in the not in the same way, but you know, he's he's coming back into uh, the limelight. So he's called for. He wants everyone to have digital fingerprints, right? So that the police can arrest people who share non-mainstream news. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Obama. There's, there's a. He's striking out for freedom of speech, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what he wants. He wants you to have digital fingerprints. I don't give a fuck what you say. He wants you unable to get on the internet. Oh, that's blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to laugh, though. You got to laugh. 
<laughs> right, the science, the science is in, okay? So the science is in, and this is this is an official study, an official study. The science is in. Right-wing women are more attractive than lefties. There you go. Right-wing women are more attractive than left-leaning women. So there you go. If you're a right-winger, consider yourself more attractive than a lefty. And that's science. That's true. Yep. That's true. That's that. It's, um, that's the science. That's it. Um, so you can't, you can't argue with that because you're not allowed to argue with science anymore. can't argue with science. Mansfield Council turned a redundant car park into a memorial garden. A memorial for what? For for for, for the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> I think you're talking about the more attractive women actually and suggesting that perhaps the fact that right, right, right wing women use soap might be the deciding factor. <laughs> I like your thinking. <laughs> hey. What about Glastonbury? Is it really 340 quid for a ticket to enter Glastonbury? Really? 340 quid? You get the Grand Prix cheaper than that? I mean, really? 340 quid? To, to what? To listen to Charlene Spiteri? <laughs> and watch Jeremy Corbyn's weird movie? And be surrounded by a bunch of poor smelling lefties. <laughs> I don't fancy either. I, I think I, I tell you what I would fancy doing. I quite fancy doing Burning Man in um in the desert in Nevada. I think that could be all right. Um, that but that looks quite impressive. But I certainly don't fancy doing a uh, Glastonbury. But yeah, Burning Man looks quite cool. Oh, you need to you need to have a look at it, Spencer. Just um, just research it. Just uh, Burning Man. It, it, it's it's pretty safe. Um, well, it might be safe, but it's uh, it's definitely definitely looks like a good gig. Yeah, I quite fancy it. Don't do camping. Quite right. I don't do camping anymore either. I used to do camping, but. As you get older, you don't want to do camping. It's no fun. It's no fun. You just wake up. You just wake up. That's a bit wicker man-ish, but it's um, it's better than that. Uh, right. Uh, I think I'm down to the last item, guys. Unless you guys have got anything. I've got one item left. <laughs> and it's a made-up one, obviously, from the Sunday Sport. But it's tremendous, right? And and I'm going to read it out because it is funny. Um, I think I've got one left. Yes. 
<laughs> Let me see if I can just throw this picture up. <laughs> So, so it would appear that um, it would appear that this chap, it would appear that this chap um, who was keen to take advantage of the early summer sun, Dave, right, was intrigued to re read about a new health thing about catching the sun on parts of your, maybe on parts of your body that wouldn't normally be exposed to the sun. Right? <laughs> Some might even say a starship. Star starship? No. A, st <laughs> a starfish. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so he was exposing this to the sun to um, to get the life-giving rays of the sun on it and to improve his general health when he's great dane. <laughs> when he's great dane thought. Aye, aye, I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> and then proceeded to think, well, yeah, I'm going to have a go at that. And I mean, if you've ever been around a great day, it's very difficult to stop them doing something once they try and start, you know. They're very big dogs. <laughs> so anyway, at this point, apparently, the local judges for the local council best garden competition appeared. <laughs> And were quite perturbed by the scene that was presented to them. Uh, poor Dave <laughs> was aghast and feels that his chances of winning the the um, the best garden of the year has gone down dramatically. <laughs> I would say so, Dave. Maybe in future, mate, keep your bungee smugglers on. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, yeah, so there we go. I think that that's a good one to end on. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this, people. I hope you have. I hope, um, <laughs> Spencer, <laughs> it does bring a whole new meaning to the, the term dogging. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? I, I, uh, a great dame, Chilini. I remember once a great dame jumped up at me, put its hands on my, its hands, put its paws on my shoulders, and its head was above mine. And it's like bloody hell, that thing's big. I mean, they're really, really big. Oh come on, people! Ben's going to be really upset. I've got seventeen watchers and only eight thumbs showing. Come on. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Yeah, so, um, yeah, come on. You can hit, the, hit that button. Hit the like button. It helps the algorithm. People, people, people are very disappointed. I mean, we're ending on such a high. We're ending on such a high, and you've really brought the mood down. What have you done? Come on, get in there. Right, anyway, um, yeah, so anything from the chat, anything from the trial room? Would you like uh, anything covered? Is there anything that I haven't covered today that um, you thought was maybe worthy of your and my attention? You got anything?
pass our best wishes on to Ben. Yes, indeed I will. Um, as always, he he very much in our thoughts this evening as he prepares um, for his momentous step tomorrow when he goes under the mask and the knife. Um, so hopefully, hopefully um, we'll get him sorted. Oh, anything to work? Yeah, I saw somebody that had a dwarf the other day, and I thought, even he's got a dwarf. Or was it, what was it? It, it was that guy, Matt Tacey. Do you remember Matt Tacey? We had him on the show, the NHS mental health nurse. He's got a dwarf. He has a dwarf. I've just, um, <laughs> I just, I, we just need a dwarf. Don't send us cash, just send us a dwarf. <laughs> right, I take it um, nobody's going to bother hitting the like button, so uh, fuck you all. <laughs> Ben's not tall. He's tall. He's actually not that small, to be fair. He's not a dwarf. I mean, just because he sits down a lot, that doesn't make him a dwarf. He's not. He's not that. He's not that short. I know, I know, Shalina, and, and I, I've noted that you have volunteered quite a few times, so I thank you for that. And I, I do hear that you are quite small. Ah. Right, um, so there we go, people. Um, it's, um, it's, it's always a quick one when I'm just on my own, because it's hard to sometimes... You know, you miss you miss, you miss your colleague when you you can bounce ideas off each other and talk about things. So um, it's always a little bit quicker. But I hope you I hope you've enjoyed this. I've certainly enjoyed it. It's been a good time. Um, and I shall I shall um I shall look forward to seeing you on Monday, hopefully with Ben. You know what? It's been great for you. <laughs> To my party, we're just getting started. A life is a dream or a nightmare starring. Hand me a drink, cause I think I'm going all in. Get me a shrink, who can catch me when I'm falling? Cover up my scars, flip the handlebars, crash it in my car. Wake up in a bar, I'll be a superstar. Just like my avatar, this world is so bizarre. Empty out the reservoir. Yeah, I'm taking six shots, yeah, straight to the face. And I wanna get lost, I'm sick of this place. Don't know how to stop when I'm feeling this way. So I'm taking six shots till I'm feeling okay. I think I'm going crazy. Don't think I'll get on safe. So I'm taking six shots all straight to the face. I'm taking six shots, are you coming with me? I'm taking six shots, yeah, straight to the face. And I wanna get lost, and I'm sick of this place. Don't know how to stop when I'm feeling this way. So I'm taking six shots till I'm feeling okay. I think I'm going crazy, don't think I'll get on stage I'm taking six shots, all straight to the face I'm taking six shots, are you coming with me? Sometimes you need to let loose, grab juice, get goose, tattoos, taboos, get screwed Loosen up, buttercup, all those hate comments will never make you feel enough We're all adequate graduates, hearts full of calluses, but we know calculus Damn, ain't that fabulous? Can't wait to apply all those mathematicus. But we can't get a job that pays us enough. I 
I'm about to pop off. Fuck you, you're lost. We all know that we never really want a boss. So I'ma do what I want to. Something I can't undo. Yeah, I'ma do what I want to. Something I can't undo. Straight to the face. 